This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, though a judge struck down the vaccine mandate for federal employees, those who've already been punished will still have to see them through. A review of some of the contracts GSA made during the height of the pandemic saw the agency working with a country the U.S. typically avoids. And immigration judges see their union decertified as part of the political wake from the previous administration. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Federal employees who have refused to get vaccinated will not face any new consequences for now. A federal judge blocked the government from enforcing the federal employee vaccine mandate. The Safer Federal Workforce Task Force says even though agencies need to stop imposing penalties for vaccine refusers, any disciplinary measures they've already finished can stay intact. That means agencies will not need to rehire any employee they may have fired for refusing the vaccine, and written reprimands they issued before last week's court injunction will stay in employees' files. The General Services Administration struggled to follow the Trade Agreements Act for some contracts that helped with the response to the pandemic. There was one that allowed not only products from a non-TAA country, but from North Korea. The federal acquisition regulations prohibits most imports from North Korea. The GSA inspector general says the Federal Acquisition Service in GSA did not always report TAA non-compliant products that were added to contracts in support of the COVID-19 response. This left FAS's control to monitor and roll back the use of a regulatory exception ineffective. The IG also found contracting officers modified contracts to add TAA non-compliant products that were not in support of the COVID-19 response. GSA updates the updated regulations.gov sites by restoring some popular features of the old version. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. Back by popular demand, the ability to view all of the comments on a given docket item in a single tab. Since the revised site went live a year ago, visitors could only see comments document by document within the docket. GSA also brought back email subscriptions for people wishing to track changes to a docket item. GSA said those two services topped the list of requests from the public. Tom Temin, Federal News Network. The Federal Labor Relations Authority has voted to decertify the union representing Justice Department immigration judges. Members Colleen Duffy Kiko and James Abbott, the two Republicans, voted for the measure, which excludes judges from any bargaining unit. Chairman and Democrat Ernest Dubester dissented. The decertification petition was filed during the Trump administration on the grounds that judges are management employees. The Biden Justice Department had withdrawn the petition against the union, seeking a stay and reconsideration of a 2020 vote to decertify. The largest federal employee union makes a case for better pay and benefits for transportation security officers. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The American Federation of Government Employees is urging the Department of Homeland Security to include a pay increase for TSA officers as part of its forthcoming budget request. In a letter to Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, the union also suggests TSA Administrator David Pekoski is scuttling plans to increase pay and benefits for officers. AFGE says Pekoski is overestimating how much it will cost to expand officers' collective bargaining rights and pay them in line with the general schedule. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. More than 100 members of Congress are asking the National Archives and Records Administration for an update on how it's handling a backlog of veterans' record requests. 
NARA officials told lawmakers earlier this month that 25% of the workforce at its National Personnel Records Center in St. Louis is showing up to work in person, far from the 75% in-person staffing goal it set in November. Members say veterans are waiting up to 18 months for documents needed to obtain medical care or disability compensation from the Veterans Affairs Department. The Marine Corps is following its sister services and taking a different approach to beards. Federal News Network Scott Massioni explains. Razor bumps are a painful side effect of shaving for people with curly hair. The ailment is chronic for about 60% of black men and can be damaging for the skin. The Marine Corps is now changing its policy so that troops who suffer from razor bumps will be able to grow out their facial hair. The move is one other military services have already taken as they consider how to be a more inclusive force. The new Marine Corps policy will begin on January 31st. Commanders will have the authority to issue the no-shave passes. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. Army Futures Command is continuing to grow as the service's premier acquisition and modernization organization. The command published a new website updating the public on its endeavors over the past year. Futures Command says it now has more than 100 ongoing projects supporting Army modernization priorities. It has reduced procurement time to about three years and plans to have 24 new systems in soldiers' hands by 2023. The command is also assisting in technologies to deter COVID-19, like creating 3D N95 masks. The Army is ready to create its first-ever cloud instance outside the U.S. Federal News Network's Jason Miller brings us the details. Later this year, the Army will establish a cloud instance in the Indo-Pacific region to test out these capabilities at the edge. Army CIO Raj Iyer says this is about operationalizing the cloud capacity that they have. This is an area where we are pioneering this kind of effort across the DoD. And so what this will do is allow us to start to integrate cloud into all aspects of experimentation in the Pacific. The Army's pilot builds off of the DoD OCONUS cloud strategy issued last year. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Agencies are looking to bring some cohesion to digital identity projects, but officials say they may need congressional action to take a truly strategic approach. Still, the General Services Administration is ramping up the use of login.gov, and the Social Security Administration's new digital ID verification system has done more than 40 million checks for financial services companies. The Transportation Security Administration is also planning to begin allowing travelers to use mobile IDs at select airports starting this year. The IRS is taking steps to avoid tax return processing delays as the filing season starts. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more on that. The IRS is sending letters to taxpayers who received an economic impact payment or child tax credit payment last year. The letter outlines the payment amounts received by the taxpayer according to IRS records and should be used for this year's tax return. The IRS is looking into some press reports that the amount listed on these IRS notices in some cases doesn't match what taxpayers actually received. IRS Commissioner Chuck Reddick says most people who file an error-free 2021 tax return online and request a direct deposit will receive the refund within 21 days. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. And the agency that manages the Thrift Savings Plan completes a modernization of its financial systems after spending more than a year on the project. The Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board worked with the Interior Business Center to stand up integrated systems to handle the board's finances, acquisitions, and official travel. The launch of those systems completes a 15-month financial systems modernization effort and allows the board to decommission four legacy IT systems. The Interior Business Center is a shared service provider for these systems and eliminates the need for the board to maintain custom-developed software. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White.
Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.